This episode of Energy Matters is sponsored by Arnold Golden and Gregory. Welcome to Energy Matters, a show about how you can save money on your utility bills, use technology wisely, and live a more sustainable lifestyle. Here's your host, veteran energy regulator and clean energy expert, Commissioner Tim Eccles. Thank you, Scott Slade. It is always great to be saving money on your power bill, to use technology, and to live a more sustainable life. I'm Tim Eccles, the host of Energy Matters, and we're going to talk about those first two today with my co-host, as usual, from Decatur, Casey Boyce. Casey, how's it going? I'm good, Tim. Good morning to you. Hey, we've got a great guest today, Jim Malcolm, uh, another uh, UGA guy. So you know how I feel about having dogs on the program and how awesome that is, given that we come from uh, from our WGAU home base uh, in Athens, Georgia. Yeah, I'm figuring I'm not going to say a whole lot, and you guys are just going to reminisce about uh, your days at uh, at UGA there. Well, well, Casey, <laughs> I'm not sure how much of that we can share, but let's... Uh... <laughs> Jim, welcome to the show. Tim, it's great to be here. Casey, great to see you again. Hey, so Jim, this company that you work with, Apogee, tell us how that name came about, Apogee. Well, Apogee Interactive is been around, we've been around 27 years. We are based in Tucker, Georgia. We're a certified woman-owned business. Now, there are different stories of where the name originated. Apogee is a point, the furthest point in an orbit. So it's not a made-up word. So a body cannot go beyond the apogee. The opposite of apogee is the closest point in orbit is perigee. Now, apogee interactive has a couple of distinct features. One, apogee begins with an A, and so therefore we tend to be at the top of the list whenever we go to conferences or people are talking about us. If you talk to uh, Joel Gilbert, one of our founders, he'll tell you that apogee interactive AI stands for artificial intelligence. Susan Gilbert, our other founder, will tell you it's because of the whole getting up at the top of the list. Yeah, well, however, however you came about that name, it's a cool name. Casey, how did you hear about Jim? Well, I don't even know how I first learned about Apogee. How about that, Jim? Um, but I, I've known uh, these guys for years, uh, having worked with utilities, and um, you know they've been doing a lot on the software side and providing a lot of the the horsepower that is behind the scenes for various things that our listeners may be familiar with things like uh, you know online energy assessments of our home and you know Tim we've talked on the show many times before that you know that's the place to start right if you're looking to save energy do an energy audit and really understand what your home needs first well you know, the folks at Apogee you know they they've got that background and and provide that information for utilities but they're also doing a lot of other things and and you know part of the reason that we wanted to have uh, Jim on the show today is, Tim, you've talked quite a bit in the past about your donations to Project Share. We've had folks on to talk about Project Share. Certainly a really important thing right now to help folks who are economically impacted by the pandemic. And Apogee also, beyond doing uh, home energy uh, analyses, uh, they are doing some work to help utilities serve their low-income customers better. So we want to talk to Jim about that today. Yeah, Jim, uh, let's, let's jump into that because I have been a huge fan of Georgia Power's prepay program that utilizes text messages or emails to send a daily update to a customer. In fact, what we've seen is that customers on the prepay program save about 11% over against what they were doing before they started getting these text messages. So there is something magic about this communication. I mean, what what is it? Because you guys do communication on steroids with Apogee, right? Right. Uh, we do hit both low-income and market-based customers, but on the low-income side specifically, you've hit a couple of the key things that we have discovered. One text messaging is just a great way to communicate with customers. Uh, almost everybody has unlimited text. So it doesn't eat up uh, data with emails or other things. So it's a great method and it's very efficient. But the other thing that we've seen, and we learned this through one of our utility customers uh, based here in the Southeast, the number one thing that customers want are alerts. Now, what is an alert? Alert could be a usage alert, it could be a payment alert, but we also think that an alert could be a pending storm coming, uh, a place where you might be able to find payment assistance, 
during the winter. How do how do you customers find help paying those energy costs? So we like to think of an alert in a very broad structure and pushing content to consumers is definitely the key. Don't make consumers try to find their own information. Just let it show up on their phone. Yeah, we know it works. I mean, 70,000 prepay customers now with Georgia Power, and you guys are working with some municipalities in Georgia and some EMCs. Tell us about your work with these Georgia companies. Great. Uh, We do work with uh, quite a few of the uh, cooperatives, the EMCs, through either direct relationships or through their generation and transmission entity, Oglethorpe Power Corporation. On the municipal public power side, we have direct relationships with several of the utilities. Also, we also have a relationship with Electricities of Georgia, which is an aggregate group that they buy services from. So we can work with almost any utility in Georgia, mostly electric. We do work with gas. Uh, Some of the public power, the municipals, do have water, and we do have some tools that help consumers understand water and what drips do. But most of our customers are focused on electric, and uh, we do have a relationship with Georgia Power. Yeah, so what would you say, Jim, would be the most popular alert that people – really have told you or told your staff or told the folks that you're working with, hey, this means something to me. This is important. Can you can you rank a couple of those for us? Absolutely. The number one thing, hands down, how to save money. That's what consumers want. We've done A-B testing. We've changed things on websites. We've done messaging. We've done that. But without a doubt, telling consumers how to save money is historically number one. Now, with this time, dealing with payments, uh, payment arrangements, where to find information around payments with the pandemic, uh, as the the disconnect and collection moratoriums are ending, uh, consumers need that information. So that is very, very timely. So, Jim, I want to come back to the pandemic and kind of how alerts are, are helping consumers at this time. But I, I'm really curious to get your thoughts on this. I, I agree with you. You know, when we do the research that uh, that, you know, I run a, at my company, we see overwhelmingly people want to save money. Right. They want to feel like they've got more control over their utility bill. At the same time, a lot of the clients that we talk to and, and you know, probably a lot of the same conversations that you have with your clients Utilities are a little bit cautious about going out and saying this program will save you money. And that's because there's so many things that go into an energy bill, right? The weather could be hotter or colder driving more energy use. You could have people come visit. Well, I guess pre-COVID, you know, driving energy use. And so even if you've got a more efficient house, you might see a higher energy bill because of some of those external factors. And one of the things that our research has really shown has been that control also resonates with customers. So yeah, you provide those energy saving tips, you talk about what they can do to save money, but it's really about providing them that feeling of control so that when they get their energy bill, it's not a shock and they're not saying, how the heck did this happen, right? I mean, what's your take on that based on the work that you've done? Oh, absolutely. And matter of fact, one of our uh, trademark lines is the power of customer choice. So letting customers be in control, giving those them the options, but alerting them too. You know, it the bill is going to come. It still may sting, but helping them maybe with information mid month so they could make some changes, uh, behavioral changes. Our recommendations, especially for low income, are all around what can a consumer do without having to make an investment. So it's about behavior. And the number one thing is the thermostat. Uh, And there are other actions that a consumer can take beyond just making their house uncomfortable, preheating, precooling, don't cook during the heat, during the middle of the day. Okay, here's a simple example. You're not going to save necessarily energy, but shift the time of cooking. So don't bring heat into the house. Here we are in July or August in Georgia. It's hot and it's going to be hot. Don't cook during the heat of the day. Cook in the morning, cook afterwards, or do laundry. Here's a great example. Don't do your laundry in the heat of the day. You're still going to use the same energy, but your house will be so much cooler. 
Yeah, that's a great, great suggestion. Last night I was cooking my my wife and daughter's favorite thing, skinless salmon from Sam's, and they had some vegetables they wanted to cook. And so instead of doing those on the stove, my grill has a little eye on it. And I said, hey, why don't, why don't I just cook those things outside? Uh, because it took about 25 minutes to cook those vegetables down. And, uh, and that would have been 25 minutes of heat, you know, into my house that my air condition was going to have to compensate. So it is, uh, it, it is a true fact what you're saying, Jim. So, Jim, just in our final minute here before we end this particular segment, let me ask you about, uh, you know, if a customer is using a lot of electricity, let's say they go off and leave their thermostat, you know, on 65, uh, can they get a message saying that, you know, that that their AC is running or that they're using a lot of power? Is that an option? No, that's uh, not what we do. Uh, that's that's real-time alerts. Uh, and th- to get that type of alert probably would take either hardware in the home or a direct interface to the, to the meter. Yeah. Well, let's keep this conversation going. I am at uh, Tim Eccles on Twitter, our shows at Matters Radio. Casey? I'm at Casey Boyce on Twitter. Hit us up. Yeah, and so feel free to send us your comments uh, if you've had alerts from your power company and what you think about it. Hey, stick around. We'll be right back with Jim Malcolm of Apogee talking about how you can save money. I'm Tim Eccles. You're listening to Energy Matters. Energy Matters would like to thank GasSouth for its support of the show. GasSouth has a no-deposit policy and offers some of the lowest per-therm rates in the state. Use the promo code MATTERS for a special deal. GasSouth, the difference is good. GasSouth believes in the difference we can all make, like the difference in putting people first and showing that you care. For us, our difference is saving people money with our best rates and no deposit, and the difference we make in our community by taking care of our friends and neighbors and giving back 5% of our profits to help children in need. Learn more about what makes us different at GasSouth.com. GasSouth. The difference is good. Logan Booker, producer of Energy Matters, here for Green Power EMC. From the suburbs to rural farming communities, Georgia is enjoying the benefits of a more sustainable future through the power of solar energy. Available from 38 of Georgia's member-owned electric membership cooperatives, or EMCs, these not-for-profit utilities are harnessing the sun's energy to bring clean, renewable, and affordable electricity to 4.2 million Georgians. For more information, visit www.greenpoweremc.com or contact your local EMC. This episode of Energy Matters is sponsored by Arnold, Golden, and Gregory, an AmLaw 200 law firm with 180 attorneys in Atlanta and Washington, D.C. They take a business sensibility approach when advising clients. They provide industry knowledge, attention to detail, transparency, and value to help businesses and individuals achieve their definition of success. AGG subscribes to the belief not if, but how. We thank John Gornall and all the attorneys and staff at AGG for sponsoring our show. Hey, this is Tim Eccles. We're back on Energy Matters. My host, Casey Boyce. Casey, how's it going? I'm good. Great to be with you this morning, Tim. Casey, we're talking about saving money. we got Jim Malcolm. Uh, Jim works for Apogee. Jim, let me ask you, uh, when did you graduate UGA? I got my undergrad in 1986, and then I stayed around for another year and got my MBA in 1987. Awesome. Well, man, that Terry College of Business is difficult to get into now. And certainly the entire university is difficult to get in. And I certainly wouldn't be able to get in with the SAT scores that I had that I dare not share with our listening audience, lest they possibly turn their radio off or shut their computer. Uh, But uh, so, Jim, what was your undergrad major? Uh, I have a BBA in accounting. Okay, accounting. Yeah. Yes. My my background. Uh, I got out of school. I went into public accounting uh, with KPMG. Uh, spent six years there. Two years at Ernst and Young, and uh, then went into industry. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, where? What dorm did you live in in Athens? Uh, I I started in Russell. Oh my goodness. Which. 
Yeah, uh-huh. affectionately known as the zoo. Yeah. And then uh, ended up in Millage and then uh, moved off c- campus housing. Yeah, so I was next door to you. I was in Creswell. Uh, oh, yeah. Moved over to Reed behind the stadium and then yep. moved in with some buddies uh, across the river in, uh, in in a neighborhood at 208 First Street over there. So we had a great time. I had a pharmacist roommate, a, a music roommate, um, and we just had a fantastic couple of years together. Casey, uh, you were at Georgia State. What was your master's in? Uh, so I got an MBA at Georgia State. It took me a little bit longer than it took Jim to do his at UGA, but I did mine part-time there. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. It's great to have you on, Jim. We're talking about Apogee, your company that works with utilities, um, and, and this idea of communicating with customers. And you know, my daughter's a psychology major. She's graduated now, but uh, but she loves to 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 give personality tests and all of this. Jim, what is the psychology behind people getting these messages and changing their behavior? I mean, y'all certainly you've studied that, right? We have, we have, and it's it's pretty interesting. Uh, we sent out in 2019 over 10 million messages. Now that's to all customers, all states. Uh, that that's a big number, and you wrote we look at that and are amazed at the open rates and the click-throughs and how customers are engaged. And what we find, if the message is relevant uh, to a consumer, it doesn't matter the time of year that they get it. So having it personalized and that they can clearly see very quickly that that's about their information, that is what really drives that customer behavior. Yeah, I, 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 audience, I want to dare you to do something. I want to dare you to do something. I, wa- I, I want you to go to your power account. You can go to georgiapower.com, log into your account, or call Georgia Power You know, during the week. and Or if you're with an EMC, talk to your EMC or your city utility. Ask them if you could get alerts about your, your daily usage. Uh, or what your bill would be uh, based on your uses. There's all kind of things that you can get alerts on, right, Casey? That's right. Yeah, I mean, we we see utilities uh, across the country, and I think Apogee, you guys, Jim, are are you know behind a lot of these. But everything from high bill alerts, so helping customers understand, as Jim said in our previous segment, you know, mid month, hey, it looks like your your bill is going to be higher than normal. What can you actually do before it becomes a final bill to control that? Um, certainly, outage alerts when there's a power outage, letting people know what the status is, when they can expect their power to come back on. Um, you know, b- uh, alerts about pending storms. So we've seen a lot of utilities uh, doing that, particularly as hurricanes or derechos or things like that come across, letting folks know, hey, you know, weather's looking like it's going to turn bad. Here's what you can do in advance to prepare and be safe. And uh, if your power goes out, kind of here's what you can do. Um, but, you know, as Jim said uh, earlier on in the, the first segment, you know, in our research, we definitely see alerts as one of the highest demand offerings that a utility can have. Customers really want to know about what's going on. And, uh, you know, as Jim said, it's, it's news you can use, right, as, as long as it's personal to them. So, Jim, let me ask you about working with something like a Nest thermostat. Uh, if a customer does have a smart thermostat, does that change anything you do, or does it allow you to do more? How, how does that work? Well, that is one of our almost universal recommendations. So if a customer comes on, profiles their houses, and if they contend they don't have a smart thermostat, we tell them, buy, get a smart thermostat. From an energy savings perspective, that is one of the smartest things a consumer can do because uh, a lot of these thermostats, be it Nest, Honeywell, Ecopia, any one of them, are they will learn. They will learn a consumer's behavior when a consumer is home, when they're gone. So you'd asked about getting an alert if somebody had cranked the AC down to 65. A smart thermostat will detect nobody's home and will adjust that temperature, and it's a huge savings. Oh, wow. Yeah, Casey. So I've, got a, I've got a funny story on that. So we have Ecobees in, in my home, and um, 
Ecobee, one of the things that it offers is that it gives you little sensors. They're about the size of a pack of matches and you can put them in different rooms of the house to get real-time temperature and humidity readings. And one of the rooms in our house that, you know, despite it being an energy efficient home, um, you know, tends to be a little bit hotter than the others in the summer is my daughter's room. It, it faces east. It gets a lot of morning sun. And she had taken that little sensor and she had put it put it up high in one of her windows. And so I, I kept getting these alerts from my Ecobee saying that her room was 10 degrees higher than every other room in the house and it was <laughs> gonna ignore the sensor and maybe there was something wrong. Yeah. So you're absolutely right, Jim, they, yeah, <laughs> you provide yeah. those alerts. Well, one thing also uh, about alerts. So a mid-cycle alert, so middle of the month, we send you a notice and say, this is the energy that you have used in your house month to date, bill cycle to date, so two, two weeks in. Several advantages. One, that gives the consumer relevant information that they can adjust their usage for the balance of the month. So if the bill's running high, they can make some changes. But the other thing that we do, and we do it better than anybody else, is we're able to predict what that bill's going to be. So it's not just you're halfway through the month, here it is, double that number, and that's what your predicted bill is going to be. We look at what the weather has been the first two weeks of the month and what the anticipated weather is going to be the last two weeks of the month. And based upon that information and historical consumption, we're able to anticipate that that pending bill very, very accurately. These prepaid customers that I mentioned uh, on Georgia Power system, of course, they're they're now free from a deposit because if they go to zero in their account, their electricity is, is shut down, but they can very easily get it turned back on in a matter of just minutes by making a payment without having to pay a fee. So that's that's a wonderful thing. We got rid of all the convenience fees that customers have to pay. But Jim, on these prepay customers, given that there's there's always that daily chance that their power can be turned off. Do you find that customers like this especially pay attention to this? Because if, if they get an alert saying their account's down to $12, right, they know I got to put some money in here or I'm going to lose my power tomorrow, right? Right. Oh, absolutely. The prepaid customers are diligent in looking at that account. The unique thing about a prepaid customer being that they have to make a buying decision every time they put money on that account as opposed to postpaid customers. So it is, how much money do I need to put into my account? How long is it going to last? If something unexpected happens, it gets very, very hot and they're using more energy than anticipated, what can they do? And that's why an alert and communication to a prepaid customer or, you know, for most part, even low income customer, because we don't want those surprises. You know, nobody nobody wants bad surprises. So making sure they have relevant, personalized information that they can use is just critical. Yeah. So when, when you're communicating with customers, you talked about the, the weather. Are there other factors that people should take into account, um, you know, whether they're getting alerts from their utility or not, that, that really helps drive that, uh, you know, end of the month bill? Well, w- weather being probably the, the number one thing. Personally, my uh, mother's house, she's with one of the local EMCs and I get her daily alerts and I compare her alerts to my own home. And I've been seeing her energy use creeping up over the last couple of weeks. And I was a little curious what's going on. Well, she called me today and told me her air conditioner had stopped working. And so we could actually see through her daily usage that her air conditioner was starting to fail. That's pretty incredible. So, I, you know, again, Tim, we've talked about this on the show, right, is, you know, one of the things that people can do to save energy. And, and Jim, this is a great example of it. Get your air conditioning tuned up, right? Call the service folks out, you know, once, twice a year and make sure all that equipment's in good working order, right? Yeah. Change the filters. Don't block your vents. All those. Those are really simple little things consumers can do that can have a tremendous impact on their consumption. Well, and what's interesting about it, too, is that like having a well-tuned HVAC, not blocking the vents, cooking outside, which we talked about before, all of this stuff helps improve comfort. So it's not just about saving money, right? It's about living more comfortably in your home. Right. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Jim, I want to keep you over another segment. This is this is fascinating stuff. And I think that 
our listeners, and I hope they will contact the power company and ask to get alerts because it really does make a difference. Hey, our show's at Matters Radio on Twitter. I'm at Tim Eccles. Casey? I'm at Casey Boyce. And what's your website, Jim? Uh, Apogee.net. Apogee.net. Hey, check our Twitter feed. We'll be posting a number of things about that. Stick around. I'm Tim Eccles. We'll be back in just a minute. Creative Solar USA is a Georgia-based turnkey installer of innovative solar panel systems. With their NABCEP certified installers, they ensure you receive the highest quality solar energy system in the industry. They're proud to work with you before, during, and after the install, blending customer demand, system capability, and expertise to provide the best service possible. Contact them today at 770-485-7438 or creativesolarusa.com. Tim Eccles for Marlin Gas Services. As the port continues to grow, more and more trucking companies are using natural gas in their trucks instead of diesel. Marlin Gas Services is helping to usher in this clean opportunity. With their specialized rigs, they create virtual pipelines with all the equipment and expertise to provide reliable, clean natural gas. Marlin Gas is the company that gas utilities, pipeline companies, and industrial facilities turn to. See MarlinGas.com for more information. This episode of Energy Matters is sponsored by BMVW Auto Sales. COVID-19 has changed everything, even buying a car. BMVW Auto Sales, one of our show sponsors, not only sanitizes every car, but you can buy it online and they'll trailer it to your home anywhere in Georgia and surrounding states. They've used electric cars, plug-in hybrids, and traditional hybrids. Check out the inventory at ev-hybrid.com. That's ev-hybrid.com. They have a three-day loaner period as well if you want to make sure electric works for you. Check them out at ev-hybrid.com. Welcome back to Energy Matters. I'm Casey Boyce here as always with Tim Eccles, your host. And this week we are talking with Jim Malcolm with Apogee Interactive. And Jim, we've spent the first half of the show talking about alerts and energy efficiency and being more comfortable in your home and saving money. But one of the things that I'd love to, to talk about, and it's it's particularly relevant now given you know the pandemic and you know the economic uh, challenges that many folks are facing, is how all of these alerts and how all of these payment assistance programs kind of pay in uh, play into that consumer messaging like what are you guys doing what are you seeing your utility clients doing uh, to help customers understand how they can deal with bills that in some cases they may not be able to pay oh absolutely casey every message that we send out and you know all the alerts all the other messaging whether what we're explaining bills why bills change they all have a call to action and right now by far our most popular calls to action are helping customers with payments so could that be payment assistance via the utility and what the utility is doing utilities want customers to pay they they don't want upset customers uh, I did talk to a vice president once and I said, you know, you're a monopoly. Why do you really care? And her response to me was happy customers mean happy regulators. So the, you know, a regulated utility here in Georgia, Georgia Power, they want to keep the commission happy. So they don't need customers complaining to them. And no utility wants to be the lead story on the evening news with upset customers. So help the customers out. Where can they find the information? Also, there's a lot of programs available, a lot of community action agencies that provide assistance. Uh, Salvation Army, for example, those uh, those type things that will help consumers who need that assistance, and plus religious organizations too. Yeah, that's right. We've got the Salvation Army's Project Share, and for every Every dollar a customer gives, Georgia Power Foundation matches it with a dollar fifty. So you want to trigger corporate help, then do something yourself. And I give five dollars a month on my Jackson EMC bill, um, and gave ten when I was with Georgia Power. Uh, we we've got uh, St. Vincent de Paul Society. We've got Heat H E A T that helps with the winter heating bills. So there are opportunities out there to get that assistance for low-income customers. And frankly, Jim, during this pandemic, uh, we we had a lot of customers that took advantage of 
not having to pay and not worrying about getting cut off rule that we did. And we had about 70,000 customers that had not paid a single penny on their bill for about 90 days. And as those customers now are responsible for uh, their current usage, you know, today, they've been able to call the power company and make arrangements starting in October to pay that back bill from the pandemic. Uh, And the power company really wants to work with people on this to get a plan that works for the customer. Now, fair warning to customers out there that have made this deal. You need to stick with this plan. If you break if you break the plan, then it, it kind of voids everything and they can turn your power off. So you want to make sure that you, you set up something that that's realistic. Right, Casey? That's right. And, you know, Jim, I'm curious to hear your thoughts. We talked earlier about, you know, how making communications personalized is really important uh, for, you know, people to actually read them and, and you know, take action. Um, and, you know, as I've talked to utilities around the country, a lot of them have been expecting that there are customers who have never needed energy assistance before in their lives that are now needing it for the first time because they've been laid off or had, you know, reduced hours or things like that. And, and I'm wondering, you know, have you guys seen the same thing? And if so, how are those communications um, being tailored to help those first time users of, you know, LIHEAP or Project Share or whatever actually engage with those, those programs? Programs and get the help that they need. Yeah, a- absolutely, Casey. It, it is amazing what this pandemic has done to the unemployment and people who maybe one spouse lost a job or sp- they both had multiple jobs and they've been cut back. So there are people who have never had to ask for help. Uh, so our approach has been one, we, we, we want to be respectful. So it's always very respectful. Here are our programs. But our messaging starts with, you know, we're all in this together. The theme of this is how do we help somebody out? And not to be evasive, but walk them through a very simple message that they can tell that is personalized. We're not going to point to them and say, you know, you're behind on your bill or you've been bad or any of that nature. Let them go through the journey. So the whole customer journey and then help with the relevant information that they need. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's really important. Uh, You know, we had an email going around at my company the other day talking about back to school, right? And saying, you know, how in the heck are we supposed to manage with, you know, a first grader that's, you know, going back virtually and I have to work, right? Um, And, and, you know, I think this applies to, you know, folks who are in really tough financial times right now that, you know, it's, it's asking for help. And it's, you know, all of us who are able to help offering that and standing up much of, you know, Tim, you do with donating to Project Share every month on your bill. So it's, you know, we need to engage with and help each other and ask for help when we need it. Yeah. And the great things about these action agencies like Salvation Army and St. Vincent de Paul is that they make direct payments to the utilities, right? It goes right onto your bill and reduces that balance that you owe. So, I mean, this is a huge thing right now. And I've been very pleased with the number of people that have made payment arrangements and you know, we really haven't seen, you know, a tremendous amount of backlash where people are feeling like, oh, that's so unfair. Why are y'all doing that? I think people realize, well, this was eventually going to happen, and I'm just glad they're working with us in a gracious and gentle way. And so, I mean, Casey and Jim, you both work with companies in other states. Are you seeing utilities all kind of take that more co- collaborative, cooperative uh, measure to help people get back on their feet? Jim, I'll let you take that one, then I'll add in in some color. Uh, absolutely, Tim. We work with hundreds of utilities across the U.S., so we can see different opinions from from out everywhere. Uh, you know, in the South, we tend to be a little bit more genteel, but even the states where you would think are very more abrupt, they're working with these customers. You know, we the, there clearly is a theme that we're all in this together, and we're going to get through this together. So keep that in mind. And utilities have been wonderful. For the most part, I've been in this industry now for about 15 years. This is my second pass through the utility industry. And just a great bunch of people to work with. Jim, that's that's right on. I mean, you know, we 
do research continually with customers. And we really saw a very positive reaction when the pandemic first broke out in March and April uh, in terms of how customers perceived their utility responding. Um, you know, we're in daily contact with our clients. I'm, I'm sure like you are. And, and as you said, they're very compassionate. They're really trying to figure out ways to work with customers to help them figure out how to manage through this. Um, and so, you know, again, you know, if, if you are struggling, reach out and, um, you know, the utilities are, are doing a pretty good job with this. Um, you know, Jim, one of the questions that I have, we've talked about energy assistance so far here, um, but there are also other utility programs that can help folks manage their bill better. So I'm thinking about things like some utilities have a pick your own due date, right? So you can schedule right. it for when, you know, you've got a paycheck or a, you know, social security check or whatever coming in. Um, some utilities offer, most utilities, offer a budget billing program that that you know prevents any unexpected spikes are, are some of the communications that you're doing to customers on your utility clients behalf um, helping them understand what kinds of programs like that are available uh, you've hit on one of the most popular budget billing so budget levelized billing that is very very popular you know, obviously here we are in Georgia it's 90 plus degrees out air conditioners are running full bore. So bills are going to be high as opposed to the, the spring and the fall. So having that levelized bill definitely helps consumers a lot. Uh, some of our utilities are looking at how rate structures should be. So should it be a time of use rate? So depending on when the energy is used, it may be more expensive than other times. So you know, during the afternoon when it's very hot in Georgia, is the energy more expensive than if it's used in the morning or late at night? So a good example of that is charging an electric vehicle. Uh, very common to have an electric vehicle rate. So between you know uh, 10 o'clock at night, uh, 6 o'clock in the morning, the price per kilowatt hour is very low because it's not a high demand period. And that helps the utilities with generation and helps the consumer also. We have about 12% of Georgia Power's customers on the budget billing. I am not a budget billing fan, Jim. I'll just be honest with you. I'm, I'm not a budget billing fan because I want consumers to be thinking about their energy every day, right? Budget billing puts you on yep. autopilot, and you don't, you don't have to think about it. And, you know, if you're on budget billing, I'm telling you, there's a chance you're paying too much. You're paying uh, that, that, I mean, Georgia Power's not going to true this up at the end. Um, you're going to set that rate and I mean, you, you can call them and ask them, look, am I, you know, am I actually getting my money's worth out of this? And they'll tell you, but there's a lot of customers, uh, they're on budget billing, they're on autopilot and they're really paying more than they should be. Well, I, I appreciate that appeal. Uh, I, I, think you probably are overly optimistic. Uh, I think it's just us and our listeners that really care as much about energy. But uh, but certainly, you know, the, the show, I imagine, is part of that crusade to get people thinking about energy because it, it, it does matter. Right, Tim? Yeah, that's right. Well, when we come back, I want to keep Jim over one more last segment, finish out our show today. We want to talk more about saving money because, Casey, frankly, that's what our show is all about. Stick around. We'll be right back with Jim Malcolm and Casey Boyce on Energy Matters. Hi, everyone. My friends at One Medicare USA would like to wish you a happy birthday, especially those of you that are turning 65. We know that turning 65 is a significant milestone, and it can be very confusing and overwhelming as it relates to Medicare. One Medicare USA provides educational virtual workshops that make Medicare easy to understand. They have local Medicare specialists that can help explain all of your options and costs associated. To schedule a free workshop, visit OneMedicareUSA.org or call 404-496-6994. You can also register for one of the virtual workshops by visiting their website. Again, that's OneMedicareUSA.org or call 404-496-6994. They make Medicare easy for you. These seminars are for educational purposes and no plan-specific benefits or details will be discussed. One Medicare USA nor its affiliates are associated with the federal Medicare program. 
COVID-19 has changed everything, even buying a car. BMW Auto Sales, one of our show sponsors, not only sanitizes every car, but you can buy it online and they'll trailer it to your home anywhere in Georgia and surrounding states. They've used electric cars, plug-in hybrids, and traditional hybrids. Check out the inventory at ev-hybrid.com. That's ev-hybrid.com. They have a three-day loaner period as well if you want to make sure electric works for you. Check them out at ev-hybrid.com. Hey, this is Tim Eccles. We're back for our final segment on Energy Matters today with Jim Malcolm and Casey Boyce. Uh, Jim, you're a UGA guy. Always great to have Bulldogs on because I, I work with so many people from Georgia Tech. My goodness, the power company is just covered up with Auburn and Tech grads. I can I can hardly ever find a Bulldog over there, so it's really great to have you on the show. Do you meet a lot of UGA guys or gals involved in the energy world out there or not so much? I, I'm going to tell you, Tim, I'm kind of same as you. It's a lot of those engineers. And unfortunately, in the state of Georgia, those are the tech grads. Yeah. So we, we are in a Yeah. Tool. And you know, you, but I tell you where you don't see many tech grads. You don't see many tech grads getting elected to political office. Uh, <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> now, now, our lieutenant governor withstanding, Jeff Duncan, he, he is, you know, he was a baseball player, right? So he was, uh, he was a jock, you know, at tech. And uh, I mean, he's, he's a very congenial and, and, uh, you know, gregarious guy out there, and obviously he got elected to a statewide office. But I tease my friends at Georgia Tech. Yeah, you know a lot about energy and all that, but you guys can't can't get elected to political office. You just hardly ever see it. The same with Ivy League people, Casey. That's almost that's al- almost uh, a curse if you went to an Ivy League school and you try to get elected in the state of Georgia. I mean, I know, you know, that's all you see on TV when they have some kid going to college. Of course, they're at Yale. Of course, they're at Harvard. But very difficult for these people to get elected to political office. Maybe you have a theory about why that's the case. Put it on our Twitter at Matters Radio or uh, hit me up at, at Tim Eccles. Um, Jim, um, we want to talk a little bit about uh, about energy saving tips, and then we'll probably wrap up our show today talking a little bit about Road Atlanta and that EV performance corral that we've decided to let Casey into with his little BMW i3. Um, thanks, yeah, everyone. Uh, and, and thanks to the Twitter audience for voting him in there. That's right. <laughs> uh, Jim, as you, t- as you think about practical things that people can do, especially when it's warmer, uh, but just practical things people people can do to save money. What what are things that you tell people? Well, the number one thing is the thermostat. So barring having a smart thermostat, every degree that a consumer will set up their air conditioning, so from you know the recommendation keeping the house at 78, going to 79, or maybe even higher, will save 5-8% off their energy consumption from their AC load. So that's, that's a big savings. But obviously, we still want people to be comfortable. Uh, other things, fans are great ideas. Uh, a fan will help cool people and make them more comfortable. So once we're talking about comfort once again, but fans cool people, not the air. So turn on a fan when you're in the room, but... When you leave the room, turn the fan off. Uh, other things, keep the blinds closed when it's really sunny. Keep that, keep the sun out of the house to help keep the house cool. And we've talked about cooking. Tim, you shared cooking the vegetables outside on the grill. You didn't bring heat into the house. Uh, laundry. Don't do the laundry during the heat of the day. Do it either early in the morning or at after hours when things are cooler so the heat doesn't have nearly that impact. Um, during the winter, some other things you might be able to do, you know, if there's a draft, even just rolling up a towel, blocking the bottom of a door will help with, with draft. And then of course, thermostat, how cool can you be, you know, lower the temperature, you know, put on an extra sweater. Um, my house, I am accused of being rather militant around the thermostat, uh, 78 and 68. And we do that because it does save money. Uh, I have been accused of being cheap, and I am, and I appreciate that. Uh, and all right, so, all right, all right. Hold, house- hold, hold, hold on, Jim. Let's have some true confessions here. Um, so, right. Casey, I, I'm Jim. Jim gave us his thermo- thermostat regimen, 
I, I'm going to give I'm going to mm-hmm. give mine, and I know you guys are probably going to judge me over this, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. So, um, my thermostat is never never above 72 in the summer. So it, it's always it, it's 72 is you know it, it's go, it's going to be at 72, and then at around 8 p.m. we drop it to 67. Uh, and it's and it stays wow. on 67 until I get up for coffee, which is around 5 a.m. And then I bump it up three degrees at 5 a.m. to 70. So as my girls are waking up, as 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 Wendy's waking up, it's it's going to be at, it's going to be at 70. Um, so now to mitigate a, a more expensive bill, I double the insulation in my attic. Right. So I had an energy audit. I got all this insulation in there. My bill in the summer, never over two hundred and thirty dollars, four bedroom house, two and a half baths. uh, And it's very, very comfortable. But I just can't sleep at night unless it's super cold. Okay, Casey, true confessions for you. You know, I was thinking about how do I even share this. So I, I mentioned earlier in the show I've got Ecobee, so they're they're smart thermostats, right? And they they vary their temperature. I also have solar, and I am also on a time of use rate plan. So my thermostat set point is all over the place. Okay, so let let me try and give paint a picture here. So in the morning before uh, the end of the super off peak hour, so right before 7 a.m., I've got the house pre-cooling. So I've actually got the thermostat set point at about 72 degrees. And then once the uh, regular off peak hours come in at 7 a.m., we'll raise the set point up to about 78 or so. And then when we get to about 1 p.m., so the sun's high in the sky, we've got solar cranking out power, and it's right before the 2 p.m. peak period for Georgia Power time of use, we pre-cool the house again, so go down to 72. Then when we hit that super peak period from 2 to 7 p.m., we go up to 86 and let the temperature drift. But, you know, it doesn't actually get to 86 in our house. It stays pretty comfortable, but, you know, we put it up there so that the AC won't come on. Uh, And then after 7 p.m., we drop it back down to about uh, 78 uh, and then 76 overnight. So, uh, yeah, Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Casey, that time of use rate that you're on, and you really are the poster child for for energy management. That time of use rate requires that you be that rigorous or your bill would be sky high, right? So our EMC has a time of use rate. I went on it and and the the Jackson EMC time of use rate didn't have enough differential for for me to think that it was worth it. So when I've been on a time of use rate, Jackson EMCs is three to eight PM. Eight PM. Wow. I mean, I've, I've already got my pajamas on at eight o'clock and I've turned that baby down to 67 already. So uh, yeah. I just felt like, you know, from a, you know, from a comfort standpoint that I did not, I did not see the financial savings on time of use to make it worth it to torture myself from three to eight PM, which is exactly what you have to do on a time of use rate to make it pay big dividends. Right, Jim? Well, hold on just a second, Tim. If you've got an energy efficient house like mine, you know, it stays fairly comfortable. And, and here's the difference. You said your energy bill uh, never goes above about $200 in the summer. Try 60. That's my average Wow. Bill. And you've got those solar panels working in your favor, right? That's yeah, true. So you, if you didn't have the solar panels, what do you think your bill would be? You know, before we did the solar panels, um, and I think that was pre-time of use, but I imagine we'd probably be in the same range. It was about twice that, yeah. so one hundred twenty, one hundred thirty dollars. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're, we're probably in that one hundred and twenty to one hundred and fifty during the summer, uh, but not surprising who I am, and I catch a lot of grief around the office about how we live in our house, and people are amazed that. I am still married, and I married a my college sweetheart, you know, good University of Georgia girl. Uh, it is that we live in this house, and we're 98 to 99% consistent from month to month based upon the weather. Yeah, but the good, the good news about all of us is that we're, we're all paying attention to this, and, you know, there's some latitude to do this different ways based on who's in your house, right, because you may have an elderly person in your house. Uh, and, and you may feel like, oh, I can't do this. I actually had a, a radio host 
on a public radio. I will not out this person, but this person told me that they had a cat at home and that they could not go on time of use rate because during between the two and seven period, she did not want her cat to be hot. And so she's basically, you know, building her energy regimen around the cat. You know what? That's okay. That's okay. You can do that and make it work, make it work for your family. What we're saying here, though, with Jim Malcolm and Casey Boyce is that there are decisions that you can make about which rate you're on, about how you handle your thermostat, about your behavior, and it will determine whether your bill is $400 or $300 or $200, or in Casey's case with solar panels, $60, right? Jim, uh, just in our last minute here, tell us where folks can find more about your company and how they can get their utility to send them more information. Definitely our website's a great place, uh, apogee.net. We are very active in social media, uh, LinkedIn and Facebook. We're pushing hard to get more and more followers and people to do that. But the number one thing they can do is reach out to their utilities and say, hey, I heard about all these great tools and communication strategies and things we'd like to have that Apogee Interactive provides. Please bring those to us. Yeah, fantastic. Jim, thanks for being on the show today. Well, guys, thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Good talking yeah, to you. Yeah, and go dogs. Casey, another great show today. Stay safe over there in Decatur, and we'll be back with you folks every week on Energy Matters, helping you save money on your power bill, use technology, and to live a more sustainable life. I'm Tim Eccles. Have a great day, everyone. The electric car revolution is coming, and the choices are growing. Gem cars are everywhere. You've seen these low-speed electric vehicles on college campuses, downtown Atlanta streets, and resort islands like St. Simons and Jekyll. Gem cars are street legal, equipped with seatbelts, headlights, and a tag, and can operate on roads with speed limits of 35 miles per hour or less. If you want to know more about these electric cars and trucks, six-passenger shuttles, mobile repair service, or full vehicle wraps, go to GemCarService.com. That's G-E-M, CarService.com. Tim Eccles of Energy Matters here for Solar Sun World. No doubt you've seen solar panels popping up all over the state. If you want the precision of German engineering when it comes to solar, Solar Sun World is for you. Gerd and all the folks at Solar Sun World understand the complexities of solar and how to make it work for you. From tax credits to inverters to accelerated depreciation, they'll advise you on the best path forward. And Solar Sun World now offers power purchase agreements. Find them at solarsunworld.com, solarsunworld.com.